Welcome to the latest episode of EG Like Sunday Morning. And this week, we're putting right some of the universe's wrongs. Uh, first, we are far too deep into 2023 without an appearance by peerless Piers Wayner. So I am delighted that we can fix that today. And even more long-awaited, I proudly present making her EGLSM debut for the second time, the sensational Sarah Jackman. Uh, I say second time because, alas, Sarah's original EGLSM debut was lost time, uh, destined never to be heard after the sad passing of Her Majesty the Queen last summer, rightly called for a cessation of light-hearted Sunday podcasting. Uh, but fingers crossed, uh, this time, our listening millions will not be deprived. So welcome, Piers and Sarah. Good morning. Morning, Beg. Lovely to see you. Uh, how have you both been this week? Busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd echo that sentiment. It's been a busy old week. Um, yeah, but all good. All right. So we'll, we'll we'll dig into what's been keeping you busy. Um, so, Piers, let's start with some of the big news of the week, as my cat scratches the wall behind me for attention, <laughs> uh, which has prompted a raft of quips uh, in EG and elsewhere. And I know you're partial uh, to a twist on the old Andy Warhol line. Oh, uh, in the future, yes. everyone will be housing the minister for 15 minutes. <laughs> yes, that's, I think that's one of my favourite memes that's been going about is... Uh accompanying very various warhol pictures um yeah this is this is the thing that's that's basically um derailed all of my other plans this week is that we've <laughs> got yet another housing minister i thought i mean this i was clearly naive i thought well we know that there's a little reshuffle coming it's it was because uh nadim zahawi needed to be replaced as as party chair um and they were saying well it's not going to be big and then this this sort of news started to bubble up that oh well there is this thing about um the department of business um business energy and industrial strategy bays um that rishi sunak has long wanted to pull apart and reconfigure he spoke about this during the mm. leadership election the the first one was in the one where he had to speak as opposed to the one where he just <laughs> got the job um and uh yeah so so i, I thought okay well there's, there's going to be something for our our readership there so i'll pay mm. a bit more attention and then what happens uh well one of the the posts in the new ministries is given to michelle donnellan who's who was culture secretary and then obviously a gap opens up in culture as culture secretary which is lucy fraser who was of course housing and planning minister so long story short we've got yet another housing minister which as you say is, is 15 since 2010 but it is because it happened on this happened on the 7th of uh of february um and chris pincher left on the 8th of february last year that means that we this is our sixth housing minister in 12 months just and the <laughs> new one uh, which is rachel mclean um is uh it, it, she's she's barely at her desk in fact I and mean, this is this is the other one thing that we, we say that you know it's our sixth housing minister in, in 12 months but actually technically it isn't because technically she doesn't become housing minister until she is officially given that job title. Oh. Um, currently, she is simply minister of state within the department for leveling up housing and communities. Um, we assume that she's housing minister, but but at the moment, actually, there's just a void. We have no housing minister at present. <laughs> um, Would that make a significant difference? I, I mean, 
How could it? How could it? <laughs> the, the, Lucy Fraser, by all counts, an, uh, um, a very capable minister. I mean, she's but been she, moved to secretary of state level. So. Yeah, she must have made a big impression on, on someone. Uh, yeah, but she was part. there for, for, depending on how you count it, either 102, four days, um, or for when she was actually given the, the title, yes. 91 days. Um, that's not long enough to... I mean, I, for me, I'm still working out where the toilets are in that time. I mean, clearly, <laughs> I'm not as intelligent as these people. But well, but, most you know, probation periods haven't necessarily ended in uh, by that point. Exactly. Uh, if you join exactly. the new company. Um. So I mean, Sarah, I'm, I'm pretty sure you had arrived at EG by 2010. Um. Piers, did that year fall during your first stint? Uh. No. No. I was. I was off You'd by gone. then. But but Sarah, could you have imagined? Uh, being told then that that you would still be here 15 housing ministers later <laughs> no no I, I must confess i've never thought of it in terms of, of number of housing ministers but no so, something something to keep an eye on it's actually i, mean, I think it is quite a reliable clock because it's a bit like using an atomic <laughs> clock i think it works on half lives um, although That's something's right. gone wrong with that equation because because like you know lucy fraser there for let's let's call it 100 days let's be kind yeah um before that you had lee rowley who was there for 45 days which is a uh, a period in political time we call that a truss um <laughs> and before that uh th that was 64 days i think i mean it's just it's just beyond a joke now uh, but we'll we'll still keep making them all the same. Oh yeah. Uh, so, have you have you have you seen or heard anything about Rachel McLean that suggests that she could really be the one to 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 nail down a proper stint and and possibly even get round to doing something about housing? Well, um, we can we can hope, can't we? Um, <laughs> yeah, she's got she's got quite a good background actually. She's only been an MP since 2017, so she's mm -hmm. a relatively fresh face. Um, she's had a couple of of. Uh, ministerial post she was uh, um she was uh victims and vulnerability minister which is sort of minister of state level um that was a liz truss appointment before that she's um held posts in the treasury and in transport um but it's kind of what she was doing before that that's quite interesting she helped um run andy street's campaign to become uh, Metro uh, West Midlands Metro Mayor, so that's quite interesting. And also another thing that's quite interesting, thinking about you know how how she gets to where she is because she was never a Sunak supporter. Mm. Um, she backed in 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 that first round, um, sorry, first leadership election. Um, what should we call it? The post Boris leadership election. Let's call it that. <laughs> yeah. um, she she first backed Sajid Javid and then she backed Kevin Badenoch and then she backed Liz Truss. So it was basically the anyone. Yeah, anyone but. But before that, and this is the thing that's quite interesting given where she's ended up, uh, in 2019, she backed Michael Gove. And Michael Gove, in all of this reshuffle stuff, uh, Michael Gove is the person who who's caused all of this actually he's it looks as though he's the reason why we've got yet another housing minister because he said that he didn't want to move apparently he was offered the secretary of state for science and technology and mm. innovation i think it is um no hang on that's sti they wouldn't have called it that um <laughs> <laughs> something like that um he 
apparently he was he was offered that and said no no thank you there's still work to be done at leveling up mm-hmm. um so it, it got moved around in in different ways well it's it's i mean against the background that we've been discussing to see to see that that commitment to 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 trying to carry a job through i mean you have to commend it well ab- absolutely i mean especially as other developments this week um the the department itself has basically been put into special measures by the treasury so they're no longer allowed to decide their own spending they've got to go cap in hand to number 11 um before that they were allowed to kind of chuck the odd 30 million quid around here (laughs) or there um that's now gone and also the the department's permanent secretary jeremy pocklington who's kind of like if you want security and stability at a department, that really is the permanent secretary. That's the head of your sort of your departmental civil service. So all of these things about, oh, it's a new housing minister. Yeah, but things churn along underneath anyway. You've got that sort of infrastructure beneath them. Without the permanent secretary, you know, now that they've got a new one instead, then that's that's actually even more destabilizing. So he's gone, he's moved over to culture as well. No, is that right? No, he's moved over to energy and his replacement has come from culture. Um, so we, we have a new permanent secretary at levelling up, which is Sarah Healy. Mm-hmm. Sounds is like you've really... got plenty to discuss on the, your next <laughs> next office politics episode. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, by the time that comes out, it will have all changed. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Uh, let's turn to Sarah, uh, who has been celebrating National Apprentice Week. Uh, so, so what what have you learned, Sarah, from from speaking to a, a trio of uh, apprentices for this week's edition? Yeah, um, it's been really interesting, actually. Um, I mean, apprenticeships have been around for a very long time. It's um, often, um, I think, in firms, they probably. Um, you know, existed for many decades, but haven't necessarily formed part of a sort of codified scheme. Um, those schemes, obviously, much more formal now, much more commonplace, and many, many more people um, going through those routes to qualification. Um, and it's a fantastic way to enter the industry. I think if you're somebody who perhaps wants to get straight into the workplace, who doesn't necessarily want to go down the graduate route and, um, you know, have the opportunity, I think, to, excuse me, have the opportunity, I think, to get into the workplace, to start building your networks, to start learning on the job, to start applying what you're learning in the academic context to the work um, that you're doing day to day, then it's a really, really good way of getting into the industry. So we've got some really nice um, case studies this week um, from three people who decided to go down the apprenticeship route. We've also got um, a couple of comment pieces um, looking in a little bit more detail about um, experiences on apprenticeship schemes and for anyone looking for more audio after they've listened to this um there's also a podcast um which i recorded at the end of last week um which is a really nice piece um talking to richard adamson from allsop who looks after firm-wide recruitment there 
and one of the Allsop apprentices and um, just really nice to hear um, his thoughts on, on how that's worked within the company and also to hear from Isabella just about you know what it's been like on the ground, how she's found it and what she feels the benefits are. So plenty there for anyone who's looking to get involved in um, just learning a little bit more about apprenticeship schemes. And uh, obviously, for anyone who is looking to embark on a, a career in property, your, your podcast is part of your your regular fortnightly bricks and mortar series. Uh, highly recommended listening uh, for anyone tuning in. And and obviously, you've, you know, over the last few months and, and even years, you've you've spoken to a lot of different people about starting and progressing careers in property. So, what is your sense of how how things currently stand for for people entering the profession? What's the market like out there? Yeah, I mean, I think um, I think there are so many opportunities. Um, I mean, it's interesting looking at some of the statistics that have recently been published. I think in the autumn, um, there was a slight slowdown in the number of people who had started apprenticeships compared to the previous year. But it seems that there is still a bit of a backlog in terms of people coming through after the pandemic. So um, I think, you know, there has been some tail off, but I think um, my sense from talking to Richard in the podcast um, was that, you know, they they very much expect that to sort of get back on an even keel as, as the months and, and year progresses. Um, but in terms of opportunities, I mean, I think it's such a, a rich industry. There's so many different career paths that you can explore. I think there are many, many more ways of getting into the industry now. Um, and, you know, I, I think um, obviously apprenticeships are a great thing to explore. And I think um, beyond that, you know, that there, there are many, many different um, routes and areas that people can look at. OK, and Piers, perhaps an apprenticeship scheme could could be the answer to the, the ever evolving door of the, the housing minister. <laughs> I think that's that's not a bad idea. In fact, actually, um, there were a lot of a lot of comments from people saying that um, they really weren't happy with this and the government needs to maybe find a different tack, like, you know, work out how to retra- retain as well as recruit. Um, but, yeah, Peter Hardy at uh, Adelshaw Goddard said um, said a really good one, which is that uh, if they really can't find anyone in the House of Commons or indeed the House of Lords who fits the bill, then maybe they should take on an experienced housing industry professional from outside government. So not just a, not an apprentice, but maybe a secondment to housing minister. Sounds like a sensible plan. Yes, that's a great idea. <laughs> what what conflicts of interest yeah. would be. It could work well for quite a lot of government positions, I would, I would <laughs> think. But, um, OK, so, uh, Sarah, you are aware uh, that EG Light like Sunday Morning does come with a quiz element uh, to round up uh, the rest of the week's events. But I, I thought you would, you would be a slight disadvantage as, as legal and professional editor going up against the master of news himself. Uh, Piers Wayne. <laughs> uh, so what I what I've done this week is I've divided the quiz uh, into three questions about news and uh, three questions about legal and professional. So Sarah, would you like the news questions or the legal and professional questions? Well, it's going to come as no surprise that I'm going to plump <laughs> for the legal and professional questions. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
Right. I, I, I probably should offer the legal questions to Piers first to see if he has any idea whatsoever. It would be very impressive if he did. Uh, but uh, we'll, we'll see how we go. But right, Piers, I'll start with you. Because uh, um, it follows on from what we were talking about, uh, about difficulties um, filling roles. But uh, the RICS is on the search to fill what uh, returning role after its hunt for a director general failed to deliver? Yeah, they, they've decided to go back for a, for a chief executive. That's correct. Yes, the, 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 the Bichard Review had called for a DG, but RICS believes uh, that this is a necessary shift uh, in order to move forward. OK, so Sarah, this week, Guy Featherston Hawke AC and Elizabeth Fitzgerald wrote for us about the Tate Modern case, uh, which uh, listeners may remember from last week. Uh, but what is the term uh, for the new kind of nuisance which the Supreme Court has acknowledged in its decision? It's so people had people had spent the whole time talking about overlooking, but that's not that's not the phrase that the, the Supreme Court's used. Did you uh, pick up on that? Oh goodness, I ought to know this. <laughs> But I can't think what it might be. It was in it was in our headline. Peeping? On Could it be week. peeping? It's, 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 I mean, it's a, it would be a synonym. It would be in the thesaurus <laughs> listed under peeping. Uh, it's that, so it's actually visual intrusion nuisance. Is the, visual is the term intrusion, to of course it was. I think peeping is better. Yes, absolutely. Peeping nuisance. I think that would, <laughs> uh, I think we'll we'll use that as a as a shorthand version. Uh, on the weekend in twenty seventh of January, Piers, uh, average national office occupancy was at its highest since the post-pandemic return to work. Uh, but did it, did it stand at just over 34%, just over 37%, or just <laughs> over 40%? <laughs> oh, no, there we go. See, I remembered that it was it was in the 30s. So <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna go 34. It is just over 34%, 34.3%, according to Remit Consulting Figures. Well done, Piers. Um, Sarah, also this week, we have a reminder of what important rights enjoyed by residential tenants under the Landlord and Tenant Act 1987. Mm. I should preface this by, 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 by explaining that the way Sarah and I work on the Legal and Professional Desk, we're always working on the next week's content. So, so the, the, the previous week's content that's actually in the magazine has, has totally left our minds at this point. And so th these are actually challenging questions that Sarah is being faced with. They really are. I'm trying to think <laughs> back to what we covered last week. I know that we covered the 87 Act. We did, yes. We did. As part of our lead piece. And I know that we covered rent charges. Ah. Is that, is, am I getting warmer? Uh, you're, you're warmer, but not for this question. <laughs> okay. I'm going to have to pass. Uh, we, it was rights of first refusal. Uh, yes, was, uh, you're quite uh, right. <laughs> this is, I still think this is impressive because I, I can't remember anything that happened last week <laughs> at all. <laughs> that, is, that is the challenge. Um, Piers, uh, BTR growth blank by economic headwinds. Can you fill in the blank? BTR growth blank by economic headwinds. Um, is it? It's 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 like a hampered, but I don't think it is a hampered. It is quite specific like a hampered. That. Is it a halved? It is. I told you he's he the master of news. Piers Weiner. Uh, it's halved as rising costs, labour shortages, and economic uncertainty bites on the sector. Okay, Sarah. Here it is. The big moment. Uh, you you've had a slight hint. 
can you fill in the blank on this headline? Oh. Blank, <laughs> blank, big trouble over small sums. Uh, and you mentioned it two minutes ago. Rent charges? <laughs> rent charges, yes. yes. Uh, our experts <laughs> explain the rent-like sum payable on certain freehold property. Marvellous. Uh, thank you very much. I uh, hope you've enjoyed uh, your your first real EGLSM experience, Sarah. I know. I think the takeaway point for me is that I need to revisit the previous week's <laughs> articles <laughs> and really brush up on them before I join you again. <laughs> uh, Piers, thank you very much uh, for, you. for rounding up uh, 13 years of 15 housing ministers for us. <laughs> Uh, for anyone who wants to, to delve deeper into that, they can check out uh, the, the play at home version of uh, Play Your Housing Minister's Right. Um, that That is excellent, by the way. Now, this <laughs> uh, is something Jess, Jess isn't, isn't singing his own praises, but he's put this together <laughs> and it is fantastic. Um, I've, I've, had, I've been playing it with my daughters. I'm not sure <laughs> that they found it as amusing as I did, but. Uh. <laughs> yeah, uh, good, uh, you know. Uh, get clip it out of the magazine uh, <laughs> access it in your your digital page turner and play along with uh, family and friends this week guaranteed fun for all uh, on a on a sunday evening uh, and uh, yeah we'll be back next week uh, who knows who with uh, but uh, you have been listening to eg like sunday morning <laughs>